on this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we're going to take you on a party ghost ship. You can get a ghost hand job. You can eat all the finger foods that you want. Let's do this. week's episode of devil's trap podcast gonna talk about season three episode six red sky at morning that sounds so serious it does i'm diana i'm liz all right Uh, yeah we've been deep in um planning our uh excursion to uh new orleans coming up uh for the supernatural convention um by the time you are listening to this episode we will be uh getting ready to arrive yeah it's like well it depends on what when you when you listen to this but uh i mean on that day on that on that on that day we will be traveling to the city of new orleans yes for sure so yeah that's pretty exciting um just as a reminder if you see us at the convention uh don't be creepy but please come say hi and get a sticker if you're yeah don't be be creepy I like creepy. That's fine. Like, I guess it depends on your definition of creepy, right? Well, I mean, like, I, don't like awkwardly follow us around. Like, come say hi. We're not that mean. No, I want someone to awkwardly follow me around. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Uh, what kind of celebrities do you think we are? <laughs> well, no, I mean, people get weird. Like, oh, is that so and so? Oh, I don't know. I don't want to say anything. Like, people get weird about saying hi. I don't think we're like that special, but you know. No, but people are intimidated by both of us. Yeah. So we, yeah, I mean, that's just a natural, it has nothing to do with this podcast. No. We're just, no. this, is, this is, has nothing to do with the podcast, which you'll find us intimidating sometimes in the, in the, in the, in the natural world. Yeah. You know, we're two hot chicks. What do you expect? So, okay. um, so yeah, yeah. What's, what's going on with you? Uh, so I am recovering from my last series class for my aerial hoop, otherwise known as Lyra. So my arms are really sore. My legs are covered in bruises because apparently if you're jumping into a steel hoop, it hurts. But I jumped into steel hoops and then I, I I spun in them and then I did things and it was cool. Uh, Other than that, I mean, it was, it's been a pretty slow week. Went and saw some shitty comedy on Friday. Oh, it was, Uh it was awful. And I mean, as much as my, my friend that I went with, the company was great, but God damn, that comedy was terrible, but it's local comedy and some of it was fine, but it's just, yeah, there were some subject matters. I was like, Oh, did you think about this? Did you, did you, 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 you said this out loud before you came? Okay. And you did that. And then we went out, we were going to go to the drag show afterwards and walked down that way to club Elysium and they weren't open yet. So went to have a beer at Valhalla and I finished like half the beer and I was like, I gotta go home. 
it was like 10 o'clock and I was like, I am so fucking tired. I, I just need to go. And then Saturday I did nothing except make a puppet. So I, I made a puppet and then I like laid on the couch and then Sunday I went to brunch, which is a surprising drag brunch. So I got drag queens. even though After all, play. after, after all, all, I got drag queens and a burger and some beers. So yeah, that was, that was me. What's up with you? Um, yeah, I, uh, I dyed my hair. <laughs> again and then um we had a, a very very long eventful saturday but it was super fun well so both of my um both of dave aka babes uh, your stepson my stepson i was gonna say that yes i am uh they came in town um and uh because they had a little bit of time uh for over veterans a weekend and so they came to visit and we um went to a car show all day saturday well we're gonna pause wait also thank them for their service and thank you for your service veterans day platitudes are done now okay go on yeah thanks um yeah and so uh but no we went to a car show all day up and this is not the one we host this is just when we attend called pistons and paint up in denton texas um hosted by chupacabra's car club and we went up there all thinking day chupacabra chupacabra yeah i know i need like that and then um uh in dave's car got a trophy pretty and sweet so he was excited there was like 600 cars there and they gave out like total i think it was like right around 10 trophies or maybe 15 at the most so it was pretty awesome so he got a trophy and he was very excited about that. And I was very happy for him. And then Wait, does um, that make you a trophy wife? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, or is he a trophy husband? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, so, that seems more accurate. But. Yeah. Well, and then we went to uh, we, we went home and everybody else was bailing because everybody else was tired because we were at the car show from fucking bright ass early in the morning until late afternoon. But no, Dave and I powered through because punk rock's important. So we drank a, drank some cups of coffee, <laughs> and uh, he um, his neck's been bothering him, so he iced down his neck, and then we got <laughs> uh, changed clothes and we went to a punk rock show, like you do, and uh, saw uh, two bands we had never seen before, um, but had looked up a little bit and were interested in. Um, uh, Tight Tight Wire was the first band, and the second band was the Last Gang, who are. I'm a big fan personally now after seeing them. Um, and then uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket, who are always fucking awesome. So it was an awesome, awesome night. Uh, and, and and hold on and catch this. And even like the, uh, the singer of Teenage Bottle Rocket was saying, he's like, and I'll have you in bed by midnight. By the way, show was over. We got home before midnight after all that. So I had a fantastic day, a long past <laughs> car show. And then punk rock show that night that everybody else bailed on, including... The youngsters bailed for the record <laughs> and our old asses went and rocked out of the punk rock show. And I even stood at the edge of the pit for a minute instead of standing way in the back. Oh, well, like a little young punk rocker. That's so, so cute. Of you. So cute. Like on yeah, the edge this- where you can just put your arm up and touch the edge of the pit, but you're not in it. You know that yeah. like, yeah. yeah. For those of you who don't know, also teenage bottle rocket is a band made of of, I'm not saying elderly people, just people our age who also Almost. want to be home. By, yeah, they yeah, also want. It's just teenage is in their name. Yeah. They also want to be home early and go to bed, which is like the the glory of our middle aged punk rock lives. Now it's like we we all want to go see yeah. bands, but we also just want to go to bed. Yeah, yeah, we're tired. We're tired. 
We're so, very tired all the time. That's all so, we yeah, are. It was, tired. <laughs> right. But yeah, no, so it was rad. Um, and if you're like, I don't know, uh, they're I guess the other band that they're associated with a lot is uh was the Lillingtons, and they're like do a lot of comic booky stuff and that people yeah. like a lot too. Anyways, super fun show, and I got a really cute new shirt. I'm very excited about it because it has it has a trash panda on it. It has a trash panda on it, but it's pink. And it I'm very pink. impressed you bought a pink shirt. I am too. I had some vodka. <laughs> yeah no that's how i ended up with like so all sorts of weird band merch like i came back from la and i'm like hey kelly does this shirt fit you and he's like no no that does not fit me and i'm like i don't know why i bought it i just thought you lost weight and this is the shirt that you fit in so this will go to another friend so you get a poster <laughs> yeah i uh yeah i'm I, I bought two shirts at the show which i is way out of my norm but i actually really like them both so excited so yeah that's what i got so we should probably talk about this episode um oh, wait wait bah, bah, bah. oh what wait what are you oh what am i drinking uh and it's uh mcpherson wine which i usually really really like but i tried a new blend and it's called like tray colère and it's fine it's like are there three colors in it <laughs> it's three it's, it's a it's like a blend so it's like three reds and i was like oh those uh, are ones i like and sometimes i like blends and this one Dave's comment was, this sounds stupid, but it tastes like grape juice. <laughs> well, you know, you can take it to church then. So well, I'm like, well, yeah, but yeah, that's fine. Like, it's not like not drinkable. I'm just not, well, I like this brand still. I won't buy this specific wine again. What do you got? Something good? I am drinking a Signor. I'm drinking their Wildflower, which is also a red blend. Um, but I'm one. finding it's really like my wine glass is so heavy. <laughs> it's so much effort to bring this to my mouth. Like, can you put a straw into a red into a red? Like, I, that would be awful. But I have an important question about this weekend drinking. Can we locate some absinthe to drink? So that was the absinthe place that I really like. Bella Pick is uh, still not open. Uh, the, we can still locate it. Um, I drink absinthe only because it's a thing and it's Agreed. disgusting. Like, it's I'm disgusting. Not gonna, I'm not going to go like buy some for my house. I have a glass of like the, I, when they do like over the sugar cube and you sip it. Da, da, da. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that like, well, once when a place that they does it, does it right. The place that I really liked made amazing cocktails with it. And oh. so like everything was delicious. But yeah, we can we can find some absinthe this weekend. We won't go chasing the green fairy, but uh, we we can certainly. I or mean, will we? Or, or will we? we? I mean, <laughs> I. I have I have been witness to some very stupid things after like especially homemade absinthe where like at one point I'm like why are you shoving this cop I'm like I don't know and it just like oh yeah pretty much the experience of I know what I'm doing I just don't know why why like why are we doing this I'm like I don't know like it seems like a good idea my body is just doing it by itself so that's what's scary that's scary okay also absinthe absinthe tastes like licorice which is why I fucking hate it unless it's yeah. mixed with a bunch of things oh see I don't hate it it's disgusting but I'll drink it <laughs> Oh, okay. So let us talk about Red Sky at Morning. So if you don't know, uh, the title of this episode comes from an old rhyme that sailors would use. So Red Sky at Night, Sailor's Delight. Red Sky at Morning, Sailor Take Morning. Um, 
which theoretically and this this according to supernatural wiki is that the red sky at morning is said to signal rain but also i was doing some just reading on general um sailor ideas so they all have like lots of superstitions and like in spain it's like you can't sail on a tuesday or a thursday and you're also not supposed to get married on that day or leave your wife or take a cat onto the ship but the cats catch the rats you're also not supposed to take a woman unless she's naked but you know um naked women apparently on boats on the deck can like make a storm go away so if you're ever on a boat and it's raining and you're a chick get naked and then the rain will stop Um, so this was episode six of the season and just a reminder this was a year of the writer strike so we're actually have fewer episodes than normal i think there's only 17 episodes this season interesting Um, yeah, this first aired November 8th, 2007. So we're still kind of running under timeline here. Uh, and so they were getting ready for Thanksgiving. We were getting ready for Thanksgiving. Uh, this was directed by Cliff, and I don't know if it's Bole or Bull, B O L E. This was the only episode of Supernatural we ever directed. And also, according to IMDb, this was the last thing that he ever directed. So this was his last his last show. He died in 2014. Uh, he did a lot of TV directing, including so, a lot of iterations of Star Trek. Ooh. And so they named an alien species in Star Trek The Next Generation, the Bullians, after him. Um, so oh. lots of Star Trek stuff. So if you're a Star Trek nice. nerd, do you like him? Uh, this was written by Lawrence Andres. And this is also the only episode he ever wrote, although he was a consulting producer in more than a dozen episodes. Okay. Lots of background on this. Interesting. Hey, we have some stuff. Interesting. Well... Yes. We kick off with getting a little reminder. Of course, it's the recap, but it's an important recap reminder that we finished off um, episode five with Sam shooting the crossroads demon. Um, I think that that's just a good reminder. Jump back in. So this, but other than that, the episode starts with, it's like this marina and there's this chick running at night, which anyways, and uh, she stops at a water fountain and sees like these storm clouds in this pirate ghost ship, like flickering in and out of sight. And um, she turns around, uh, she looks at it for a minute and she's like, you can tell her she's like, the fuck? And she turns around and runs away uh, with her tramp stamp, uh, runs away. Um, and, <laughs> I missed uh, her tramp stamp. But I did not, I guess, so she runs away. I did not miss her getting into the shower though, because clearly this was shot by a man. So she goes into the shower oh and my I'm God. like, yeah. What woman takes a shower like this? Okay, one, she's like flipping her hair back. And with me and with my hair, like that would just make red dye like go everywhere. And she's also holding her mouth open, like under the faucet, like she's a turkey drowning in the rain. She's yeah. just like holding her mouth, like, ah, I'm and just like, like how and, and how much does she need to rinse her hair? Like she's not putting anything in it. She's not the shampooing it. She's not, but she's acting like she's rinsing it, like running her hands through it, like she's rinsing it over and over again it is absurd yep yep however i would like to go ahead and preface before we get to what's about to happen in the shower that this is an incredibly well-built and sturdy shower and i would like to have her contractor's name so if i ever have to get a shower (laughs) built i would will never break it will never break we have some good bathrooms in this episode i will say they the the uh, supernatural hgtv was strong on this Um, like this so she starts seeing kind of like a shadow and you hear kind of like this weird, like water squeaky noise <laughs> now. I don't know why it's funny, but it was to me. Um, 
so she but then you see a hand like touched to tempered glass finally she turns there's nothing there and she opens the shower door nothing's in the room she closes it and then all of a sudden inside the shower there's somebody with her which is scary but um yeah and he throws her up against the wall and her mouth is still open it's and still open and I, just mouth. I just want to reiterate how incredibly large this shower is for a stand-up tempered like frosted glass shower and also how incredibly sturdy it is once again for her face to be pressed her with her open mouth pressed against the side of it that strongly <laughs> Well, I feel like maybe they, I think in the series they've done what people get thrown into the shower before the glass and it breaks. And yeah. I mean, for the most part that those shower glass actually probably is pretty hard to break. I would hope. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I also, all I think about when I see like glass showers is, oh God, you've got to squeegee that shit. And like my parents have that glass and they have the squeegee in there. So like when you let out of the shower, you're supposed to like squeegee the whole thing. Squeegee. No, like I just, I went into a shower to rinse off whatever work I did. Like, I don't want to do more work. Why am I cleaning something else? I just clean myself. And that's my theory in shower squeegees. Don't ever get a glass door. Um, okay. So she, so basically she did. Somebody choked her out of the shower. She did. So we cut to our brothers in the Impala. They're driving and Dean is pushing to find out what Sam did. He knows that some, that there's a missing bullet from the Colt. And he really knows, obviously, what Sam did. He's just trying to get Sam to admit it. So uh, Sam basically says that the Crossroads demon was a spass. And um, yeah, but that. Yeah, I think that. I think it's also a sign of how this episode is gonna go because we're already get our first zinger of just like okay that was fucking funny Sam it was, it like was I shot her because she was a smart ass and yeah. again we've got an episode that just is I thought it was hilarious so yeah so it was pretty funny and then um but they but they also acknowledge that Dean's not out of his deal still and then Dean's kind of pissed because he's like wait this is also our only lead to get me out of the deal because now we don't know who her boss was who now owns my fucking life slash soul in a year yeah and he yeah, which he is shot a valid her. point valid, valid. Point. but he also yeah. but also Dean was like did he really care who the lead on that is because he says he didn't want to try to break it but I guess anyways whatever I guess he didn't like not having the option there so there we go um so we cut to, they're, they're going to obviously research this case, and uh, the brothers are talking to an older woman. Her, she, her name is, what is it? Is it Gert? It's Gertie Gert, or Gert, Gertie. but I call her Gertie, um, or Mrs. Case, or as she wants Sam to call her, Ms. Case. Mm. Why? Because Ms. Case is horny. This Very. woman is so horny, Very and I love woman. her. She is my goal to be, oh my God, at the end, and we'll talk when her hair is down, and it's just fucking glorious and silver. Oh, yeah. God damn, I love Gertie so fucking much. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, they're talking to her and trying to get some answers. Uh, she, they kind of assume, she kind of assumes they're part of the sheriff's department, but um, trying to get answers about um, if this young lady who is now dead had seen anything or whatever, things were weird before she died. And she assumes that they were working, that they're working with someone named Alex. And so they play yeah. along. Yeah. And also before that, though, she asked, you know, how can someone drown in their own shower? And I'm like, hello, her mouth was open all the time. That is how she drowned in the shower. She was just like a turkey with her mouth open. It was like, ah, and that's how she, that's gobble, how gobble, you drown the shower gurney. Yeah. yeah. All right. So they're working with Alex. So, yeah. And then, um, then she tells them though, that Sheila, the girl who the name of the girl who died, um, had seen a boat before her death. 
and that Alex knew about it. So, um, and then she's very creepily caressing Sam's hands. Like her flirt in this is she's great so good so she's she's being horny for sam and so now we also find out that alex thinks it's a ghost ship yeah. ghost ship and that's our first mention of ghost ship at this time so yep we're gonna go to the marina yep and um yeah and so this is where sam's done his research already he says that every 37 years there's these sightings of this clipper ship and then there's also a rash of quote weirdo dry land drownings and he goes into the lore that ghost ships are all around the world and mm -hmm. they're almost always death omens and this is not where we're going to do lore but i do want to mention my favorite ghost ship ever and that is a chilean ghost ship known as the mm. calueche um sorry for that spanish pronunciation um uh, but i think it's calueche so that is a large ghost ship that sails around an island off the coast of Chile and it goes at night and is said to be a being that is conscious and it's sentient and it appears as a beautiful and bright white sailing ship with three masts of five sails each. It's always full of lights and also it always sounds like a party. So it is a party ghost ship. Like and it. so... Um, is you can also apparently can go underwater and everyone on board is fucking happy as shit and the reason is is that uh the crew on board are undiscovered lost souls of the sea who've been brought back to life by mermaids who tend to the missing and bring them to the ship so if you get lost in the sea in off the coast of Chile, which is like maybe you're going to Easter Island, which is off the coast. And when I went was in Santiago, I really want to do it in that time. Um, but yeah, you can go find a party ship. So it sounds way better than I never want to go on a cruise, but that one I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Feel like you're full of ghosts. And other theories also say that it's full of witches and warlocks. So it is my favorite ghost ship. All right. So now we know we're looking for a ghost ship. And then we see tragedy strikes. Tragedy. Tragedy, I tell Fucking you. tragedy. Our baby's gone. <gasps> panic, panic, Where's panic. baby? Oh, no! no! It looks like Dean's going to hyperventilate, which is actually kind of funny, but actually I don't blame them either. So here we go. But, but who's there? Who, who, who has showed up? Uh, fucking Bella. Yay, and, Bella! And she's back, and she's the quote-unquote Alex hired by the older lady. And she basically goes and like gets hired to do like seances charms and provide comfort to people. No, she does seances so the old ladies can communicate with their dead cats. And I think that is a very useful service to the community. I would like to talk to my dead cats. Um, I've got my cat too. Like if she could do a seance and like let me talk to my cat, that would be great. Although the cat would just be like, fuck you, because that's what a cat would say. <laughs> but anyway so um so they go back and forth no, there's a good line here though one of my favorite lines sam asks how you sleep at night yeah she replies, on silk sheets rolling in money yes i have that followed by in very capital letters yes girl um very few times that i will say things like that but oh my god yeah get it girl get it i'm just gonna say those obnoxious things that i hate when other people say them but i'm gonna say it right. yeah own it so she's obviously aware of the ghost ship and now she's mad though, because Gertie has stopped paying her because now she realizes the case isn't closed because the brother showed up. <laughs> so Bella's pissed and wants them to stay out of her way. So that's why she took their car. 
And so as she's leaving, Sam asks if he can shoot her. And Dean says, not in public. Which made me laugh. Uh, such yeah, great such one-liners in this. No, there mm-hmm. are, there are. All right, so we're going to another fabulous bathroom. So in Supernatural HGTV land, we get yep. to a, another bathroom with the bathtub. Oh, that bathtub. I want it. I don't want it so bad. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, but it's, but I don't know. I don't want it's plumbing. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that also <laughs> looks like my bathtub that's having problems draining right now. All right. So we're going to start with there's a man and he's in jamming pants and he's putting his face under the faucet. What is wrong with you people? Why? What? What the fuck, man? Is this how you brush your teeth? When you brush your teeth, you shove your face under the faucet? Like, this seems terrible. I mean, I mean, I don't have like a fancy cup that I use in the bathroom, but I'm also not shoving my face under the faucet. This seems like a stupid idea. Um, And so, but then a ghost man just starts running by. (laughs) Ghost man just just running through the bathroom. I'm sorry, that's a sound effect for him. Uh, and, uh, but, and then all of a sudden the tub is full, but in the water's on now, it would have taken a while to fill up is one of my concerns. And I don't know if this guy was intentionally filling the tub and we just didn't really hear it before, or if it just filled up really fucking fast, but the water is the, the, the tub is full of very blue greeny water is not good. Maybe he was doing a, he could have been doing a bath bomb. I mean, I have lots of, I have lots of lush bombs. Yeah, you got some, there's some funky colored ones out there. I I did a pink one last night and I had a little bear that I'll send you the video of the bear getting like put into the bathtub and dying uh, because that is what I do when I (laughs) I go in the bath. I will say, I was watching uh, Elvira's Haunted Hills. Is that what it's called? Have you seen that movie of hers? It was like done. it's one of her lesser known ones, but she wrote and directed it and lost a lot of money and was filmed in Romania. Um, but there's a, there's a scene in there where she's in the bathtub and she's playing with like pirate ships. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of flashbacks to Elvira's bathtub scene in this, but um, all right. So the bathtub is now filled up all the way and it doesn't drain. Also the drain on the side of the tub is fucking really awesome. Cool, right? That is I so know, rad. Really I neat feature. This, like getting like contractor stuff. And they're like, okay, but like, you don't have to put your hand in there to drain the tub. This is like the, why don't all tubs have this? Like, yeah. why is it in the bottom? Why can't I do this? Yeah, no, it's impressive. Very fancy, very fancy bathroom. So he's looking into a water and leaning over, looking, trying to look down into the murky ass water because it won't drain. And a hand pops out, grabs his throat. Yeah, that's, that's not good. No. no. So he got, I, he I, got did, go- I will not lie. I jumped so hard. <laughs> he got a ghost hand job. Uh, in his tub he got a ghost hand job in his tub and he Uh, died it was very i was very distraught when i got startled then anyways so um we cut to the like more like daytime and this guy outside and he's like the police say he drowned but and he's talking to a woman with a recorder and it's fucking bella who magically doesn't have an accent right now because she's pretending to be a reporter interviewing this guy um about his brother dying now I want to know if she's really British. She is. Okay. I was, was she fake? I was like, is she faking the American accent or is she faking the British accent? <laughs> no, she is. I remember because when I saw her on Walking Dead originally, I looked it up. So okay. yeah, she's actually a Brit, which is funny because Walking Dead has a lot of Brits who play Southern Americans. Very odd. Anyway. Um, I think for like doing accents, that's the one that English people can do easier is to do a Southern as opposed to doing a straight up American accent. Cause that's how you end up with a, like James, uh, no, wait, not James Marsters. Uh, anyways, I know there's lots of things where it's like, yeah. 
in the dialect, it's a little easier than trying yeah. to not have one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, but she's asking about the ship that he saw. And as um, and as that's happening, our our Winchester brothers walk up and uh, like uh, he's been they flash like fake badges They're like, oh, he's been through enough and try to scare her off. Um, and they just won't let they just won't let her ask any more questions and run her off pretending to be cops. And um, so the brothers start asking about the ship and it finds out that they were night diving and both brothers saw it and gave like a pretty detailed description of it at this point in time. So what's the purpose of night diving? I don't know. I didn't have an answer for you. I mean, I've been swimming in the ocean at like three o'clock in the morning, but that was because I was in my twenties and I lived in Florida and we would just go skinny dipping because the water was always like 70 degrees. But I, and I, even then I was like, I'm going mean, to get eaten by a, a, by a ghost ship or something, you know, like it just, by a ghost ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's I, think, like a, I think like, I think people get excited about like the different critters you can see at night versus true. But, but do like, like do but creatures that falls in the, the same oceans? Category, like, no, that falls in the same category as like cave diving, like cave scuba to me, which like that makes that gives me just thinking about it gives me anxiety. And I don't get like, you know me, I don't like I'm pretty chill about some stuff like that, like freaks me the fuck out. Yeah, fair, fair. I mean, I know I've done like cave snorkeling, which is a lot of fun. That's different. Yeah. But I don't know if I can handle actual diving. Like, but I think Diana's dying. Are you okay? <laughs> I just burped and I was like, oh, I okay. I, I, I was like, that. oh my God, keep like, diving oh. is right. I was like, no, I was like, I was like, oh God, I think I kept that quiet. Sorry. Classy bitches. Excuse me. I um, really hope that belch is on there. All right. So yeah, they were night right. diving. So, it, they Bella, found an old Yankee goes, clipper. Yeah. And Bella goes and tattles the cops to the real cops about the fake cop brothers. Um, yeah. So now, and now we also know this guy uh, has also seen the clipper ship, which we're already piecing together is a, not a good sign for him. Probably so we, not, no. no. So uh, Bella walks up while the brothers are loading up all their guns and she's like, why that? Why are you still around? You can ID the ship. Let's just, let's just go fucking figure this, solve okay. it and get rid also, of it. Also baby's back, by the way. Oh yeah. Baby's, baby's safe. Back. Baby's, baby's safe. And so is Trunk. And that's how they Thank got the guns. God. Yes. So Trunk yes. is there. All her stuff is intact. Her in guns trunk. are in there. Yeah. Team trunk. Team trunk. Yeah, for sure. So, um, and she's like, why are you still here? You can ID the ship. You can be done. And they're like, uh, we have to protect this guy. And she's like amused. She's like, oh, well, he can't be saved. So why bother? Ha ha ha. You just need to go solve the ship issue. And that's it. And they're like, no, we have to try to save him. That's just what we do. And so she's going to just like, I'm just going to handle the ship. Fuck y'all. And he asks like, and it's kind of like this really weird exchange, but accurate too between dean and bella and he's like why are you like that and daddy didn't give you enough hugs and she quips back kind of at him like hmm. uh, and says like hey don't look down your nose at me you're no better than me and says that um, that he says it's about helping people and she's like no it's about vengeance and you're just a stone's throw from a serial killer yeah, which is harsh, but not wrong. And also, like, Dean gets really judgy of people sometimes. And I'm like... He, yeah, he gets, he's very judgy, which is very odd. And I'm like, you don't really have a lot of room to, to do this. Like, you basically, you live off of identity theft. Yeah. And you don't have an actual job. You don't have a home. 
and you're judging. You're kind of, a, you're, kind of you're kind of slutty, but not that there's that's something to judge you for. But you're slutty in a way where you're kind of gross. It's not about healthy, it. yeah. And you're kind you're, of gross about it. Yeah. So, like, um, where's your like, where where are you getting this judginess from? Yeah, it's very odd. And um, yeah, yeah. I was trying to and, say and, you're, you're you're a supernatural shit don't stink. I don't know what it was. Yeah. And she's like her, but in Bella's attitude here, she's like, I just get paid to do a job. You're just, you know, anyways. And, and so which one is healthier? And so Sam asks her to leave. Then she goes away. And now we're going to a, once again, a very subtle stakeout. Oh my God. Like, come on. Like this big ass house that this guy lives in and they're just like sitting outside. Like, this is the kind of time where they just need to like tell someone like, Hey, we're, private security or we're undercover or something and we've been asked to watch your house we think it'll be okay but just we're here if you need anything because quite frankly they're really obvious and fucking creepy otherwise yeah 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 clearly as we find out they are not subtle no and it's like okay so sam's like doing research while they're there and trying to figure out what connects all these different victims together because there has to be something but they're you know and that like anyways the brother who they think is going to die comes outside and calls like a he calls baby crappy which is not nice i was not happy about that no and uh he's just freaking out like why the fuck are you sitting outside of my house and they say well we're here to protect you and he's like from who and then he's like get away from me and tries to drive off unsuccessfully yep his mercedes is not run and whose car is crappy now Mm -hmm. It's your car. And so all of a sudden now, this is the first time we really kind of see how this uh, death occurs, I guess, where we see the um, this this really greasy looking guy who's really just bedraggled. I think that's the other word I wrote. Bedraggled, long-haired dude. <laughs> that's my note. Is in the back seat. And then all of a sudden he's in the front seat. And then he grabs this guy's throat and water just starts pouring out of his mouth. It's very upsetting. It is very um, upsetting, and it also happened that way because of budgetary reasons. Okay. So they had all sorts of different ways they were trying to like think about how like the they were going to to do this. And this was yeah. the most cost efficient way, mm-hmm. and I guess what it is is uh, basically like kind of like there's a water thing that goes into your tooth. Like a denture appliance, not your tooth mm. itself, but it goes into your mouth. And that's so if you watch it, you can see like the water is coming out of the side of their mouth instead of actually coming from the front. But you would have to like really be looking for it to see that effect. It's still well done. It's very well it done. Is. Yeah. Well, Dean runs up with his, um, as Sam runs up the car, right? As Dean runs up the car and um, the brothers collapses into the space in the steering wheel. And right when um, Dean's shooting the ghost dude the bedraggled long-haired dude with his shotgun with salt and the guy disappears and it's too late because the brother's dead water's still dribbling out of his mouth yeah you did a shitty job of protecting him guys <laughs> like you're right there Fail. why didn't Fail. you just shoot the, the ghost from like where you were like why did you yeah, have to like stand it was a very weird this was a weird little scene it seemed like yeah because it's like are you waiting like were you trying not to shoot the guy but like if he gets shot with rock salt he'll be fine yeah, like it's gonna I mean, sting, like a, but it's gonna hurt like a motherfucker. We ain't gonna die. I don't know. It's just an <laughs> odd is. scene to me. I don't know. Maybe their just confidence was shaken after shaken, shook, shaken, shook. They were shook, shaken. They were, they, 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 they were, was, shooken. they were shook. They were shooken. Shooken. They were shooketh. They were shooketh all over the place. And <laughs> and uh, it's, I don't know if they were, they, what it was after like the stuff with Bella or what, but it was just not. It was not their best, not their best play. Yep. Um. So yeah. So they were real upset driving. 
And Dean tries to remind Sam that you can't save everyone. You can't save everyone, blah, blah, blah. Sam is sad because he's rejecting, so we're doing this again. Um, But also on the radio, when Dean turned off, they're talking about a really powerful storm coming in, which Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this must be foreshadowing something because they're talking, there was a storm thing on the radio. Mm -hmm. And so, but yeah, we get the same old blah, blah. So. so sad. Anyway, so they they pull up to this like at this fancy old house, and um, Bella shows up. Basically, as if they're squatting in this house. Yeah, so they're squatting in this house that has no power, right? Because there's candles everywhere, but at the same time, there's like Ethernet cables hooked up to their computers. Priorities. So there's no internet, like there's no power, but there's internet. Like, I don't know. They're like, it's just a very weird connections of things. So, anyways, uh, but Sam is reading a book on ships. Of course, he is. Yep. And um, she wants, she's saying that she wants them all to work together. She apologizes. She says she's ID'd the ship. Um, This guy was tried for treason and hanged at age 37. Um, And and Dean recognizes the guy as the ghost that he saw, but now he's missing a hand. And apparently it's because he was, uh, they cut off their right hand for a hand of glory. It was like a mystical thing. Hand of glory. Yeah. So it's a mystical thing that we're going to talk about. Of course. Yeah. Are you going to share Dean's joke before we do get, get do that? Or I think Dean's we go just... back to his joke. Okay. Is, there an, is there a hand job joke or something? Yep. I don't know. It is. So we're going to say Dean makes a gross hand job joke. Okay, what time is it? It's time for lore. <laughs> All right, so hand of glory. So part of this is, you know, thieves have long been punished by having their hands cut off, but the hands of murderers, particularly those who are hanged, are extra special. They're extra special hands. And for a hand of glory, the best candidates are the hands that were cut off while they were still in the gallows. So they'd be swinging there and they cut off their hand. And then you can use that to do stuff. Um, So um, if you do miss your opportunity to cut off their hand while they're swinging, you can also harvest it under a lunar eclipse. But then you got to do some crafting. All right. So it's time for some supernatural crafting. Yeah. All right. So to to make a hand of glory, you've got to wrap the hand in a shroud and or a cheesecloth, depending on if you don't have a shroud, I think you can just use a cheesecloth and you squeeze it until all the blood comes out of it. Then you put it in a jar with salt, long peppers and saltpeter for two weeks. So it sits in there and it marinates. It just does this dead hand thing. Then you can either dry it in an oven with my favorite herb vervain, which I cannot grow to save my fucking life. I have tried many times. All the vampire diaries, the vampires will come after me, but I can't grow vervain. Anyway, so you can dry it in an oven with that, or you can just throw it out in the sun and leave it out there to dry. I mean, you may have to wor- worry about like trash pandas and other things coming around and taking your hand to glory, but you just put it in the sun and let it sit there for a while and, and you'll be fine. Um, but we also have to make the candles too. And Diana is an expert candle crafter. Uh, so if you want to make expert might be a stretch, but I'll take it. Uh, you've made hundreds of candles so um, if you want to make this candle though i know you prefer soy or beeswax but for these um you're probably better off grabbing the fat from your murderer so let's scrape some fat off corpse and 
I think it makes sense. It's being, yeah. it's being eco-friendly, right? That's I mean, right. Nose to tail, nose to tail. All right. So you got to use everything. So you also got to use this hair, right? So we don't want to let any part of this murderer go to waste. So we can use the hair to make a wick, right? So your wick's got to come out of something. It so bad. Yeah, I already have a note. This is going to smell so great. Um, so if you do it that way, then you can put those candles between the fingers and that'll make your, your hand of glory. Or you could also dip the entire hand in wax. So you get a, get a bucket of wax that's, that's warm and then you dip your corpse hand in it and then you pull it out. So and then the, the, the human fat wax bucket, you dip the human well, hand, the, the cured hand in it. Oh, you know, just a wax just norm doesn't have to be the that that's a fat if you're actually making a tallow candle. Okay. So okay. a wax would just you could use your beeswax or your soy, depending okay. on how how eco-friendly you want to be. Right. And then you just take your corpse hand and you put your corpse hand in the wax. Yeah. And then you can just light the, the hand on fire, right? So you have big candles, you made finger yeah. candles, yeah. which as they burn are gonna smell fantastic. Like it's gonna be like the like fucky bath and body works. You've got nothing on my hand of glory. My hand of glory is gonna sell so great. All right. So what can you now that you've crafted this, what can you do with your new craft item? Well that's important. You gotta know. You gotta know. Uh, well you can sell them because they are very rare. I did try to internet shop for a real hand of glory. You can buy lots of fake hands of glory. Um I, I may not have found the place in the dark web to buy the, the actual one. Um and I'm sure maybe like I really went into like a, a dark occult uh shopping expedition, but um the only notes on so how many like did you just like really like up the game level of your internet search history is that what just happened you're saying did i open up my tour browser and so and start going i'm just saying how many how many more watch lists are you on after this that's what i want to know i i I wasn't searching like dead hand i was looking i guess maybe i should have done that but there wasn't one for sale there was not one for sale on ebay or etsy i will say that Um, in fact in fact the only known surviving one is in the whitby whitby museum in england that was discovered in the 20th century inside a cottage by a local historian named Joseph Ford, and he identified it. It was given to the Whitby in 1935, and that's allegedly the only one that's known to have survived. Um, I'm sure there are others. You know, slide into my DMs if you want to sell me one. You know, I'm just you know, they're also really gross. You saw it in this episode. They 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 they're not attractive. Uh, so, but if you don't sell it, um, you can also, while it's burning, either with candles or fingers, depending on, on your things, um, it will freeze people in their tracks and render or render them speechless, which fuck yeah, which is why I'm like, hey, slide into my DMs. I mean, I can make people shut up and just be like, just burn it. Like, this is dream come true. Yeah. Like, I don't have to listen to stupid people talk anymore. I can just light my hand of glory I mean, and then just shut like- up. The internet, like the internet's a crazy fucking place. I mean, I, you can get a hand, I'm sure. Make that is, but can I make the people on the internet stop talking? Like, can I use uh, this in a Twitter no, you fight? Don't, you don't know unless you get the fucking hand, Liz. Yeah, so we're going to find that out. All right. Um, or... <laughs> 
what they're usually used for is if you want to break into somebody's house, this is why they were their favorite thing of thieves, right? And so you want to break into somebody's house, you burn your hand of glory, not your actual hand. Use the hand of glory. Don't burn your own hand. No, make no, sure, make sure you know which it's hand much, you it's have. It's much harder to break into things if your hand is like blistered on fire. And yeah. yeah. If your hand is on fire, it's hard to open a door. So burn the other hand. <laughs> and then um, that makes sure that everybody in the house is asleep. But if you can't burn the thumb, that means that somebody is still awake and you can't go in the house. So all the fingers have to light up and then you can go inside. But if you can't burn the thumb, then you can't get it. Um, Hmm. So if you're a homeowner, though, and you want to protect against the person who's outside burning dead man's hands, um, you can make a counter charm. So we're going to go crafting again. Um, So you got to make an ointment. Because we, we mm. love an ointment. And unfortunately, to make this, you've got to get the blood of a screech owl, um, the fat from hens, and the bile of a black cat. And then you take that ointment and then you smear it on your threshold. And no thieves can come in, or Jehovah's Witnesses, or whatever else like you want to do. <laughs> Nobody else is coming in your house. Okay, no one else, because that's going to smell awful. Yeah, no, because you killed a cat. And a and a chicken and also a screech owl. And so you're a fucking psychopath. So no one's come into your house. So Did you have to kill the cat to get the bile. I mean, I, my cat vomited on the floor like last week. My <laughs> <And, laughs> like cat, cats throw up like a lot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can get the cat, but you know, the blood of a screech owl. Yeah, <laughs> blood of a screech owl and the uh hen fat. Those seem like yeah. Well, I guess I mean I love a hand fat. I mean, oh my god, like a fried oh chicken skin, like right? with some, so, like, mm-hmm. so now I'm just picturing like a screech owl. So um I'm just upset about the owl now, basically. Yeah. So now the owl is the only thing we're concerned about. Everything else you can probably get. But anyway, so that is how you repel it. Um, you can also use your hand of glory as a theory and an unsolved murder. So we're going to talk real fast about one of my favorite unsolved murders, which is who put Bella in the witch elm? So have you ever heard of who put Bella in the witch elm? Okay, so this happened in England in 1943. So in 1943, four boys were wandering through the woods. I think they were poaching, according to most stories. Uh, There was a particular tree there that was known as a witch elm. It was an elm tree, and witch is spelled W-Y-C-H, not W-I-T-C-H, but W-Witch. But that's also because the roots of the tree look like witch hair. So these boys are out poaching in the woods or walking, whatever, and they found a skull in the tree and they're like, what the fuck? So they're like, you can't tell anybody. And one of them is like, I'm a child and I'm going to tell my father because I'm a child and I I just found a fucking skull in a tree. Yeah. And so the authorities were called in and they found skeletal remains as as, along with the remnants of clothing and also finger bones that were all all the way around the trunk Mm -hmm. and so nobody knew like who those was and so um a pathologist named professor james webster he concluded that they were this was likely a woman uh she was 35 to 40 years old 
And she had been placed while still warm into the tree. And she'd been in the tree for at least 18 months. Um, They think that her death was caused by asphyxiation because they found a portion of taffeta deep inside her mouth. So she had like a dress or something that was shoved inside her throat. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, who the fuck is this? And nobody knows. And so after six months, the bobbies, um, because that's, I'm assuming they were British police officers, they're bobbies. the bobbies could not identify who she was and then all of a sudden graffiti started appearing in the area that said who put ella in the witch elm so mm-hmm. there's this stuff that came they're like okay so now we're going to go after these graffiti artists <laughs> they couldn't find them either because these bobbies sucked um so i don't know oh. they sucked. They, did, they just couldn't figure it out because it was 1943 mm-hmm. and they didn't have like a you know a ton, or, ton, yeah, ton. yeah. So then an anthropologist named Professor Margaret Murray comes along and she's like, whoa, 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 there's a hand separated. Somebody was making a hand of glory. This is all ritual is very occult. And the press was like, go on. And like, please, please tell us more about the occult. So we had, you know, we had a satanic panic then in the 1940s. They're like, there's witches. Clearly there are witches here. And they're like, and they're like, oh my God, there's this, we found another body. And they found a local man named Charles Walton in another village. And he was pinned to the ground with a pitchfork. Oh no. And everyone's like, clearly we've got occult witches running everywhere. And they're like, yeah, we can't figure it out. Um, so Scotland Yard even was like, oh, must be a witch. And but you know, they still they still couldn't figure it out. Um, so since she could not be found in missing persons records at the time, they were they were suggested that she was a foreigner. Remember, this is 1943. So what's happening in 1943? It's World War II. So we've got spies. And so there is a theory that she was a German spy. Um, and there was like, you know, if I was a spy, like maybe putting her in a tree wouldn't be like the best way. But this has also became more popularized in 1968 when the writer Donald McCormick wrote his book, Murder by Witchcraft. And he talked about both both killings of Bella and also the guy who'd been stabbed with a pitchfork. And his theory that she'd been a Nazi spy named Clarabella um, and that she was recruited and given the code name Clara. And he based a lot of this on a photograph in the file of a Czech-born Gestapo agent named Josef Jacobs, who was arrested by the Home Guard after parachuting into Cambridgeshire in, 19, in January 1941. And he had a picture of uh, the cabaret singer and German movie actress Clara Baller. And so he told his interrogators like, oh, yes, this picture is she is my lover. We met in Hamburg while she was singing. And, you know, she was supposed to parachute and after after I got here and established radio contact. But since I, I was captured, I couldn't send them. But I guess she parachuted and, you know, I didn't talk to her. So I guess this is Clara. Hmm. And so one thing to note about Jacobs or it was that he was the last person to be put to death at the Tower of London. I think that's an interesting fact. Hmm. Um, but pretty much this theory was disproved because the woman who, the movie actress, movie actress, uh, singer, whatever, uh, Clara, uh, died in 1942 in December in Berlin. So they're like, well, that's what her sister said. And they're all people were like, well, maybe she lied. Maybe she didn't really, but no, mm. they don't know it was her. Uh, 
There are also theories that Bella was a Dutch Dutch woman who worked as a sex worker and disappeared after the man responsible for her death died in a mental hospital. Okay, so that story is there. Somebody wrote a letter into the newspaper and it was like, hey, my brother or some guy, I don't know his brother or whatever, um, basically he took a prostitute, this Dutch prostitute into the woods uh, and killed her but like he put her in a tree he didn't think she was dead she came back she was dead and then he freaked out and got put into a mental hospital but you know that wasn't proven either they also think that she could have been a refugee because there's a lot of refugees in you know england at the time because of world war ii um or just some woman that nobody reported missing because they didn't care yeah which is sad but happened but nobody knows still. they still don't know still, that's that's what's weird says no one still knows yeah, crazy. it is it is it is a large mystery um there are many podcasts about this and many stories but who put ella in the witch helm was she there to make a hand of glory nobody knows interesting yep hmm. so let's get back to our lovely boys and bella <laughs> Yes. And so Bella um, basically wants them to help her find and destroy the hand. But there's a catch. So we cut to a scene in their, the living room of the squad house, which is all decked out with a bunch of candles and shit. And looks kind of nice. And um, Bella is in formal attire and looks fucking lovely. And, damn good uh, wiggle dress. Like it was such a good it dress. Was really good. And, it was really and her necklace was amazing. Yeah. Like it was, just she looks great. Yeah all around and um imp- she implies that sam is on a date while dean's <laughs> coming down the stairs in a tux he thinks he looks ridiculous but and she says but but bella hesitates and then says to him um, you probably noted this one too is that uh you know when this is over we really should have angry sex yeah and then dean tells her not to objectify him which is funny too, because he then he but he's smiling as he as he walks away. Yeah, everyone's horny. There's just hand jobs all around. So. Very horny episode. Hand hands of glory for everyone. <laughs> um, anyways, so we are uh, arriving at the Sea Pines Maritime Museum for his private event, and uh, 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 Bella gets pissed because Dean's chewing gum and that he sticks under the edge of the punch bowl. He does. He does oh, that. So uncouth. So uncouth. And now this is generally disgusting. Watch this it. is not uncouth. Don't put your gum places, people. Yeah. Like this is gross. So then we do find out where Sam is on his date, and I know that Liz <laughs> is quite thrilled with this. Sam's he's with Gertie. He's with Gertie, and she is all about it. She is all over him, and so he. But he is not handling as well, which is kind of annoying. For the record, I got kind of irritated about this. Not for any reason, except for the fact that they pretend to be people all the time to like get the answers they need and pull shit off. And he's being a bitch about somebody flirting with him. Like also, get it over your fucking self. She's like a that's sweet part of it. And she's woman. sweet. Yeah. She's not like, she's not like, let me fuck you, Sam. Like, she's not like being like gross. She's just like very like, you know, like, oh, let me caress you and tell you about my womanly wiles. She's, you know, it's she's like, a it's dirty old lady. She's, she's a dirty she's old lady, but she's not being gross. She's just being like super, like over the top, like 
probably a lot, well, probably too much. Yeah. But still, I mean, like, just entertain he's, her. He's like, so like appalled. Uh, like, how dare you like me? Uh, like she's Ugh. she's so vile because she's old. The like, crone, like, the crone is after you me. You don't have to bang her, Sam, but you can be like trying to not be an asshole and like you pretend to be eight million different people all the fucking time. And you can't pretend to like this woman or at least not be grossed out by her for fucking hour, really, to solve this goddamn case. I would have been so mad. Yeah, no, also, I mean, she, she's just adorable. I mean, like, I, I agree, but that's why, like, that's what they even I, so I, like, I would be flirting, like, you should be flirting with her. Like, that to me, it should be your natural reaction, should be to flirt back. But just for just, fun, like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, so annoying. Yeah. But, but get it, Gertie. Your hair is down and you look beautiful. So you yeah. get you get your little boy toy. Yep. So, and uh, so Sam slams some champagne. Um, <clears throat> Well, this that well that's going on downstairs, and and basically the idea is that the whole plan is that they use Gertie to get invitations to the event, and at this maritime museum is where this hand of glory is from this guy that they need to collect and burn. So Dean and Bella have to figure out how to get upstairs to where the hand is being stored, and there's a bunch of security, so like, well, what the fuck? And Dean can't come up with any ideas, so Bella just takes things into her own hands and pretends to faint. Um, so it's this i found this really funny so i don't want to like go step by step there but it's pretty hilarious so he helps like oh laser down like dean doesn't let her bust her ass completely and calls the waiter over who's like oh my god is she okay he's like she has a severe selfish allergy is there crab in those and, and the waiter's like no and so grab dean grabs one and shoves one in his mouth everybody loves a canopy okay like i'm sorry I yeah tickled. Give me your finger. Give me your finger food. (laughs) Uh, Oh my goodness. Don't worry. I have another hand joke that's coming up in a second. But (laughs) Tana's like stopping their hand jokes. Okay. Go on. Uh, So security guard comes over. And so Dean just implies that (laughs) that she's loaded and uh, can't, and and, in a lightweight that can't hold her booze. So is there somewhere that she can lay down? And so it gets them upstairs. I also love that the security guard is like not phased by this at all. He's, like, well, He's just like, okay. oh, goddamn, another drunk rich person. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, fine. Just lay her yeah. up here. They also, by the way, the security guards are like cops. And they yeah. brought that up like it was a point, And then it never, nothing happened with that. I guess maybe they're like trying to say they weren't just like, normal rental cops or something but i was like why why are you saying this like they don't none of them act like smart detectives or anything like no i mean they're fucking security guards for a private party they're not trying to do much shit um and so they get her upstairs lay her down on the sofa in like this study kind of room and the security guard's going to leave and he's like oh you think she's paying the ass now try living with her is what dean says trying to imply that anyways um so Dean's annoyed that Bella didn't tell him the plan. And she's like, well, I didn't want you thinking. I just wanted you to like, just do. So go find the fucking hand. Here's where it's at. So he said, she sends him off on his mission. Um, we do cut to a scene. And I think you'll like, I think this is one that you probably have noted where Sam and Gertie are dancing. And she's getting a little handsy. Yeah, that's what I have. I have Gertie is so handsy. <laughs> hands. Ah! Hands. All the hands oh. show up. So many of them. <laughs> and then she tells him that he reminds her of her late husband, who was shy too until we get below deck. 
I cannot wait to be like that old woman who does not give a fuck. I mean, not that I give many fucks now, but like to have like the, the last of the fuck stripping away and just being like, hello, hot young stud. I am just going to fucking objectify you. you and molest you until, yeah. Yeah. So we cut back upstairs and, um, you know, Dean's trying to break into the case where the hand was. And Bella's kind of just like looking around this office that she's locked in. So they're in separate rooms right now. The security guard though pops by to check on them. And Bella really thinks on her feet at this point and kind of like dishevels herself a bit, opens the door with her lipstick kind of smeared and all that. And obviously is giggling and implying that her and Dean are fucking, which is clever. And it's like, oh, can we have just a few more minutes? And then the security is like, whatevs. And as he's walking off though, he bumps into Dean who thanks him for helping take care of his wife and uh security implies that his wife's screwing someone else it's pretty funny it's a funny little scene but yeah all right so now we have the hand and we have the hand and the hand is gross i agree um and he won't he won't let um bella hold it for good reasons (laughs) he won't let bella hold his hand (laughs) i want to hold your hand um all right so Sam and Gertie are still dancing and uh, she whispers in Sam's ears. Yeah, she she wants to know if the brother's deaths, uh, the two brothers that had died is connected to Sheila's and she thinks that they could be connected. It could be something biblical and that there are rumors that the brothers had killed their father and that's how they got rich. And Sheila was in a car accident as a teenager and her cousin died. So Sam's starting to get like, trying to piece together, like, okay, somebody around them passed away and trying to see what the detail is. At this time though, uh, Bella and Dean walk up and uh, and so they're like, they're, they're, they get ready to leave. But Dean says to Sam, you stink like sex. <laughs> And Gertie's also looted at this time. So oh, like if I know, like it's good. just fucking wasted on champagne. Ah, oh, goals again. Yeah, Gertie. Um, and she's like whispering to Bella, saying, he wants me. And he yeah. does. He definitely wants Sam him. Wants you should, her. Sam. You should. Sam. So uh, then Sam tells Dean, you got it right. Tell me I didn't get groped by all night by Mrs. Havisham for nothing. Who was, if you don't know, a, a character from Dickens' Great Expectations. Mm. And she was a spinster who took an eight, an interest in the main character. So yeah, that is where that came from. And so it's just Sam being a dick. So mm-hmm. we're, we're back to, I fucking hate Sam. Sam's like, I just, like, Sam's like a total dick in this episode. So, and then they go in the car and that's when they're looking for, you know, he's going to show him the hand and the hand's <laughs> fucking gone. It was swapped for a ship in a bottle. No, no, Bella, no. Bella hand, struck again. Your hand job failed. Um, so Bella took it. Oh no. And then we're going to cut to Bella and she's got a huge bag of cash. And I'm like, well, Big clearly like, I like, what was your buyer like outside the museum or was it Gertie? Ooh. That is one thing I pondered because we don't see Gertie again for the rest of the episode, do we? Mm-mm. So I think maybe Gertie was in on this and mm. that she wanted the hand to go away for herself because she wants to go rob things because she is a older bad lady. Bitch. She's a bad bitch and she's running around the country and she's just like robbing around people. the world, around the world. 
she's around the world and she's fucking young dudes and her hair is down and she's got her her dead hand her dead hand of glory well bella's got this load of cash but also what happens she looks up as there's some lightning in the distance and sees the fucking ghost ship oh no Uh uh-oh so Sam and Dean are back at their squatter house. Dean's fucking pissed. He's like talking about killing or torturing Bella. Sam tells him to relax. He's like, look, yeah, well, she got one over on you. And then guess who's at the door? But Bella. She wants to explain. And um, apparently her whole thing is that, you know, she knew about the ship and had, you know, had that, you knew about the all along. But now she can't get the hand back in time because she sold it. And so that's when they're like, wait, what do you mean in time? So she tells him that she saw the fucking ghost ship. At this point, though, Sam's figured out the motive and how these deaths are connected. And it's people who have spilled their own family's blood. So Dean's like, well, then who did you kill? And she tells him it's none of their business and won't explain it. So they're like, all right, well, fine. Bye. They're not going to help her. Which is kind of shitty. It is after they say like they try to help people all the time, but she's like, no, I really need your help. And, and Dean calls her out though. He's like, what, from a couple of serial killers? And she admits that it was very harsh, but it doesn't warrant a death sentence. It doesn't. That's fair. Who's being dicks? Yeah. So um, Sam says, you know, uh, he wants, Sam really wants to know what she did though. And he's just like, no, you're not going to understand. No one in her, her little side is no one did. So she's like, I'll just have to go do it myself. And um, she, Dean points out, though, that she sold the only thing to save her life. And she said, maybe not the only thing. So, of course, where are we now? Their favorite location. Cemetery. The cemetery. Yep. We've got an altar. We got an altar. We got candles. candles. We got full pinnacle. moon. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all set up. What was foreshadowed in the beginning on the radio? The storm. The storm is here. Oh no. And uh Dean tells Sam to start reading. Sam Dean's standing around with a shotgun, and the storm just like starts totally whipping up. And um Dean's watching Bella because um, you know, there's just wants to make sure that watch if she gets attacked by the by the spirit. So the wet, the wet dude shows up. Uh what wet long-haired dude and he throws dean because these spirits are really strong and do that every time and the shotgun goes off in the air which is really weird too by the way but the wet dude grabs bella's face and water starts coming out of her mouth while sam is still chanting in the background it's a pretty intense scene actually because the water shooting out of their mouth is very upsetting the like, water think, vomit yeah. yeah like i don't like him because like you can kind of like imagine like what that would feel like It'd be the drown feeling i don't like it so um as Sam finishes, the storm's whipping up. It's like just all this chaos going on. As Sam finishes reading, the storm is kind of starting to wrap up. And there's um, the wet wet dude is standing there. And you kind of hear the ship creaking noises again, like that watery, squeaky, creaky noise. And then the captain that we had seen in a photo earlier also appears, also very wet. And it ends up that they were brothers. And the captain apologizes for hanging his own brother but long-haired wet dude is not having it and then they splash together and disappear yeah, so, they splash together is that like <laughs> they splash together i don't know how i put it and so i was like i think i said they absorb each other um so when you know we their get spirit, the- their spirits connect and there's a splash of water and then they're gone 
Yeah. So we know that he was not doing an exorcism, which is probably a lot of people's initial thoughts. He was doing a summoning. So mm-hmm. we have summoned the other guy there. Who, so now we have two brothers yep. who have been summoned. And one of them is really mad at the other one and the other one's not listening. And then they just mush together. Uh, so there's, mush. you know, so they mush together. And so Ivan Hayden, who is the uh, VFX or basically special effects supervisor, uh, basically said, you know, this was shot in like a thousand frames per second. Um, and he, you know, there was water buckets that I read somewhere to also there was water balloons that were being thrown. So I just like, like this idea of people just like throwing water balloons at this guy as yeah, they're filming fun. it. And they do so, but it's a really great effect. Like the two no, it's a really cool go, effect. I was just laughing about together, what yeah. happened. That, that, yeah, that it was just happened. like, I don't really understand what happened. Like, I really, I don't know. Like, you didn't move on. You just became like, did you not just melt into a super ghost? I mean, was that a forgiveness splash or was it a mad splash or did they just meld? Like, I don't know. But, but then how splashed. did they go away? And I don't, mm. I don't know. It was weird. But Bella, but Bella survived. She stopped puking water. Yep. So yeah, Bella lived. So so Sam and Dana the next day, of course, like, like it always is, it's the next morning and everything's sunny and fine. Uh, Sam and Dana are packing and Bella walks in and she just is throwing like these big old fat stacks of cash at them uh, because she doesn't want a debt and money is easier than saying thank you is what Dana points out. She's not wrong. I'm like, yeah, if I can just like, instead of like using emotions, if I can just give you cash, cool. You know? <sighs> oh, uh, yeah. So he, Dean also calls her damaged and she says, takes one to no one. Yeah, yeah. Also, again, not wrong. <laughs> and I like Sam's follow up. She's got style. Got to give her that. Well, no, fair that too. So, so she buys off them saving her life by throwing stacks of cash at them. So, where does Dean want to go as they get back on the road? Atlantic City. Yeah, like the worst place ever to go. But yeah, okay, cool. So we're gonna and go to Atlantic City, bet, and he just wants to bet on black on roulette. Cool whatever um so we're gonna get into another thing <sighs> sorry all right so they're in the car mm-hmm. and they're driving mm-hmm. and sam's gonna bring shit up again of course he is because sam's a little bitch and they basically Sam's getting all emotional again and he's like I just want you to give a crap that you're dying and then Dean does what you're supposed to do and shoves his emotions down and's like yeah whatever and like let's just go let's just go to legacy and yeah he wants to go play craps instead of roulette but I I, I thought you know I, I do feel like a Sam I so I'm annoyed with Sam harping on this to be fair yes he, Sam's being a bitch but you know, but leading into this, Dean does tell Sam, look, I understand why you went to the crossroads and, but I also know you're going to be okay. I'm sorry for putting you through all this. And that's when Sam really is like, I just want you to get, but then Sam gets mad at that. And he's like, I just want you to give a crap about yourself. And you know, nah. and then that's kind of like, well, the implication is that he's gone from being selfish to selfless in some way. I don't know. It's very weird. It's a very weird thing. Like it's kind of like a circular argument and accusation they've made. So it, it's, it is annoying though. This, this whole thing. But yeah. There we go. Yep. So that's it. I mean, honestly, like. It's a very it, fun episode other than the bitchiness. 
Yeah. I mean, is there anything like super amazing in it? No. Uh, was it well written? Yeah. Eh. Were the well, one liners in it one great? One-liners, yes. yes. One liners were phenomenal. Yes. That's what I was meaning. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It was a fun. So, it was fun. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I love that the, the very, you know, introspective commentary we have in the end of this. Like, nah. It was fine. It was, fine. you know, it was. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, I didn't hate the episode, I and mean, I love Abella. I, I think she's great. I love Gertie. I think Gertie is oh, Gertie yeah. is a great character. Um, not to be a spoiler alert, Gertie does not come back. Uh, she should. You had 15 seasons to bring that bitch back, and you didn't. Mm, that's a shame <sighs> on you guys. Shame on you, Eric. Um. So, anyways, I I think that's it. And yep. So I we think gotta go, we gotta go cool. pack. We gotta go pack. And by pack, I mean I need to put it off until the last minute. I so I've even done my laundry. All right. Nice. So until we see you in New Orleans. Yes. Cheers, jerk. Cheers, bitch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us, Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, or you can always find us at devilstrappodcast.com. Thanks. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Be a Dick production. Meow. Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow. Meow.